Episode 4 of the Day and Day Out podcast features a conversation with Ray Flanagan, a prolific young songwriter who could also play the shit out of the guitar. Ray's about as busy as a musician can be, and you can usually catch a set any day of the week. You can find all things Ray at rayflanagan.net. Instagram and Twitter are both at Ray A. Flanagan. This episode features plenty of wine, whiskey, and my first ever run with technical difficulties when a mic cable decides to take a shit in the middle of the show. We begin with the performance of one of Ray's favorites, the yet-to-be-released Next to Nothing. Enjoy. She might come or she, she might go She might stay where you already know where to find her Fall flocks round the floodplain She pricks your finger and it's worth the pain Such feel So suspicious it's real She walks soft She she talks cool She stalks sheep And sends them over hills That are winding Through dreams of valley lows To the top of the world Where no one goes But her above the noble fur, well, I hold with all my might till I burst through the door. Cause it's only so long, and it's only so lonely to be next to nothing. For your space, for your time, and all the shouldered weapons aimed at the truth, they're fixing to shoot. She might hide where she She might show, she might keep you where she already knows she can find you in a field full of dumb cane, trying to speak with your half a brain. Such fear, and it's real. And it's real I hold my tongue Till I scream out my lungs Cause it's only so long And it's only so lonely To be next to nothing For your place For your role in all the violent efforts to rescue my youth there's no bright line rule
She might come or she might go She might stay where you already know where to find her Wildflowers after the rain She breaks your hinges and she sings your pain away Such fear And it's real And it's real And it's real Ray Flanagan Ray Flanagan is in my basement mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm, that was him That's not a stand-in That's not a double It's Ray Flanagan Ray Motherfucking Flanagan. What na- how many nicknames you got now? I don't know. None. He's like, none. He's like, dude, it's not cool if you say your own nickname. <laughs> you don't say your own nickname. I don't think you're a lot... Because you don't... Me- anybody that makes up their own nickname, I don't feel, I don't feel like that's a, a real nickname. You can't... You don't get to choose what your nicknames are. That's no, you the- don't. You, that, I, have, I have experience with somebody doing that recently, and they just got smashed. They got smashed. Yeah. You know, it's like, you I can't know I'm that. not going to call you that. Like, yeah. Right. So uh, my first question is just like, uh, almost like you're going to come to work. Tell me about yourself, Ray. Tell me about growing up, Ray. What was life like? That is such a loaded question. Is that really your first question? That's, That's a really joke. my first question. That's really is? Yeah, yeah. But think think like the one minute answer. One minute answer? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, at some point, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, man, that's such a loaded question. What was life like growing up? That's your question? No. No. Say tell, me about, tell me about yourself. About myself. What do you want to know about myself? I'll steal, I'll steal, I'll steal a question from somebody else. All right. If you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be? Oh. Um, if I could put anything on a billboard, what would it be? That's a Tim Ferriss question. <laughs> I really like that question. Um, it would be... Uh, Like a words or just a picture of a. I like. Hey man, this you're giving me an a answer. Big, you're giving me an answer right now. Very complicated. It'd be a big, just a big picture of a monkey. Yeah. All right. Kind of window into the mind. I get it. Yeah. Big, just a monkey. Maybe a it'd big, be like he's got his hands up, like he's gonna. People would be like, "Get that. you." See that billboard? Ray, Ray Flanagan could put anything he wanted on there, and it's like. And this, this is big. Yeah, oh, pr- probably an orangutan. That's one. Of, that's maybe my favorite animal. Oh, they're they're like really strong, like the strongest besides a gorilla. Are they silverback? Yeah, they, I know, but I think they're a little more nice than a like a chimp. Or well, I mean, they've been in movies, like they can act, but I don't know if they're nice. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen them, but some of them do like rip each other's eyes out. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one that ripped the lady's face and hands off. Mm-hmm. And that was a chimp. That was a chimp. Yeah, yeah, orangutans. Are very social and they can make tools and things huh. like that. Okay, so why, why the orangutan? <laughs> I think they're cool. I think they're All interesting, right. and I, and they're very relatable. You look at them and they're like, kind of like people. They're definitely like people. Yeah, like very like so close. I think it's interesting that you pick like a, an animal that's so social, though. You know. Like you communicate <laughs> through your songs a lot, but are you like a very social? You're an introvert. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say that I'm an introvert, except for by the necessity of what I do for 
um, <laughs> to take up all my time. But <laughs> except for everything you do every day. Yeah, yeah, except for all that. But that's sort of uh, yeah. But I do yeah. It's sort of uh, I don't feel. But I, I'm I'm pretty social, but on like such a uh, pretty like lighthearted level. I don't really like. I feel like I just mainly talk to other musicians. Yeah. Yeah. When you play guitar, which is like every day, right? Yeah. It's every day. Mm-hmm. It's every day. Are you still still practicing or you pretty much like play to write or play to learn? To, to create, to write, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't... I don't ever really like look... I don't really think that I am ever really practicing. Like I even... Maybe I did when I was younger, but it's just I just play. And then... But I, you know, like I do go through things where I'm learning other music, you know, that's part of, if there's anything that I do to practice, it's, you know, I learn, like the last like year or two, it has been like working on a lot of like getting my right hand better, like with just my fingers and a lot of things like that. I'm trying to learn some older styles of guitar playing, a lot of the Piedmont blues stuff and um, how to accompany myself with a slide and like some open tunings and st- you know learning like that kind of stuff um and like Mississippi John Hurt those kinds of but I don't I mean I definitely practice those things but I don't I mainly just pick that up and just noodle around to to calm myself down like a baby needs a car ride kind of a thing <laughs> you know yeah there was a I did get a little bit more into practice lately but it's just like a novelty you know what I mean it's fun to like uh I don't know the way it's fun to learn somebody else's song mm-hmm. and get inside their head a little bit. Sometimes it's, I don't know, sometimes it's fun to get inside my own head Yeah, from when I was 14 and playing scales. And it's like, I remember what life was like that. Sure, yeah. The only thing that I practice is things that I, because it's something that I need to do to meet an end. Like, man, I need to know how to do this or I want to be able to, it's always something that I, I never practice just for like pure sake of like technically improving because I don't care about that. Right. It's all about yeah. the song, you know. The song, and then just the overall, um, just purpose of what you're doing. Like I, I hear a lot of people that play. I think it's important to be able to uh, be a little, like, even even though like the what I care about is the like tunes and stuff like that. I don't really think of myself as like a singer songwriter. It's just about it's about the whole thing about the sound that I'm making too, and not just about like strumming some. I see a lot of people that are really good songwriters but can't really play, and that's even in a way, and you don't have to like, that doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, like shred, but it's like, they can't really even like do any, they're not, when listening to them is not interesting because they can't, they don't have like a sound or a thing. It's just like they play, they could be a little, if they had more options, they would do something more interesting. I understand. Yeah. Completely. Because sometimes it's like, I didn't really, I didn't have a singer-songwriter bone in my body till I started going to the 10 by 3s I was always somebody who, like, wanted to be a great lead guitar player. Couldn't really be a great lead guitar player because I was always writing so many songs. Yeah. And then it's like, but I still like the lead parts, and it's like songs and lead mm-hmm. parts. And then I started seeing people that were singer-songwriters because the whole, like, my, my, like, musical lineage and family tree was, like, rock. It was always, yeah. It was always rock. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, if you could, you could put you could put these four chords together and make a really compelling piece of music. That was great for me. And that didn't happen for me till I was like 33. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I didn't have any of that. 
So that's cool. Yeah, but I do like the, I like the singer songwriter plus like prolific player. I it's just about like the whole thing. Like, you know, if you think about like, I don't know. I think about somebody like Neil Young, and like half of it is the sound of what he's doing. Right. You know, like or Tom Waits. Like half of it is the sound. I mean, those songs hold up in any way, but like the reason that you'd rather listen to him do it than just about anybody else is that there's a whole he's totally in control of every aspect of what he's doing like sonically and lyrically whereas a lot of like singer songwriter quote unquote types they're they're sort of at the mercy of the musicians that are around them or that are on their record and it's like i'm interested in people that can do the whole thing i guess they cleared that up nice yeah yeah, yeah. so you, you like like you always have drum parts in your head so like how specific do you get with stuff like that um it really depends. I mean, when I write something, I hear like how I think the band is going to do it in my head. Mm-hmm. But then when I if 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 I get in a room with a band, I really try not to. Hopefully, that I'm in there with a bunch of guys that I trust enough that I don't really have to tell them what to play. You just kind of aim them. Well, I just bring them the tune, and then you know I, I try to surround myself with guys that even if they do something that is totally the opposite of what I expected, like. They have they add something to it instead, you know, because a lot of times, like, I don't know, I try not to. You, you, I like to work with try and work with people that you trust that are going to bring some sort of that are going to augment what you're doing, not you know, not like you're sitting there, like, hey man, you need to play this drum part. And I don't, so but sometimes I'll like direct things, but I really don't. I try to surround myself with people that I don't need to like really guide them too much. You know, people that understand how to play songs instead of like worrying about how cool their drum part is or whatever. Yeah, well, I think you did a good job with that. I mean, you're every time I've seen you play whatever incarnation, um, you know, as the authorities, I know you've had a, uh, I've seen you with two different drummers. It's like everybody is like young and really good. Everybody's young and really good. So, <laughs> yeah, you've, you found some good people, man. Yeah. Thanks. But, man. you know, it's like great people attract, attract great people. So it's like it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, that's that's a it's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you could see the uneasiness on Ray's face at accepting the compliment. He's like, all right, man. All right, man. don't say anything else nice about me. Mm-hmm. Do you have a daily routine? Mm-hmm. And I like by daily routine, I'm not saying like, yeah, I wake up, I do this, I do this, I do this. I just like no, no, no. Um, we we all have patterns. Like, what's your daily pattern? My pattern is a is a is a constant fight to have a pattern. I think I, <laughs> I think I, That's great. because I think that I, well, because I, I try to like be on an okay schedule, but sometimes, but I naturally am like totally nocturnal. Like I will, I would rather be up from like, but it's weird. Cause I like being up early in the morning too. There's really no place. I have no, I have not figured out my place in the day yet. Cause I, I mean, no matter what, I will end up being up to like three, four, five in the morning sometimes later than that earlier however you want to look at it right but me and i also don't like sleep until noon either so it's just like but the thing is if i'm up till seven or eight in the morning i'm gonna probably get up at like noon or one or something like that and but i sunday and monday i kind of will sleep in as late as i want and just do nothing all day but generally i find that i do most of my creating at the like in the wee hours like when i'm sort of like out of it like 
I'll be like about to fall asleep, and my when when like my subconscious starts to take a little bit over, like yeah, that's yeah. when ideas will come out. So I'll end up, I'll be like, I mean, kind of dozing off or whatever, but then like be up for another three hours because I get an idea or a couple ideas, and even if none of them ever turn into anything, it's just you gotta seize that window of inspiration and. If you take it seriously, if you don't, if you, if it's, you know, like a lot of people get stuff like that or get these thoughts and don't think any of anything of them, but I try to pay attention to them when they're there. And then the same thing is like, if I get up real early, like six or seven in the morning and like, I'll go take a shower like that. I've written so many songs that way too. Like when I'm kind of like, you're not really thinking too much, it's just, but things will just come, you know, in that sort of like when you're sort of like your front is down because you're just kind of like delirious and half asleep. And so that that is, will mess with my schedule. My schedule is kind of dictated by by the muse. And, and if yeah. the muse isn't there, then I will just go to sleep. But Well, that's good. You know? Yeah, I mean, mo- most, I don't want to say bad art, but like most art that's just out there, it's like it's pretty good. The I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. It's because it comes from the head. Yeah. You know? Um but I, I, I like I like what you're talking about about it's kind of like striking while the iron's hot. I used to have yeah. so many notepads, every, like little ones, like yeah, little, like the three by five inch like notepads and just little jotting tiny. stuff down. Yeah, and now it's like you know phones are great apps like. Memos. I do so much stuff in my notes on my phone. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's almost all, and I do like. There's a certain pride in like sitting down and writing something with a pen or a pencil and like, you know, but I really like, sometimes I just like, honestly, in this day and age, it's just, it is just so much faster to just put it in there. And then even to edit it is so easy in a note, you know, like I don't really care about, I'm not vain enough to think that my own handwriting is that important. So I just do, I do most of the stuff in my notes on my iPhone. Yeah, me me too. In a different, I, I use an app called Evernote just because it's like everywhere. Like I can mm-hmm. pick it up and and peck away on yeah. the computer. But I love it because it's like I mean, like most of the questions I'm asking you came in like in that state. Sure. That you're, that you're talking about. If like if I sit down and say, "What am I gonna?" Right. You'll use the logic part, you? which right. is like in terms of like music. That's the craft part. But the craft part is only really that. Like you could sit there if we wanted to sit here and write like a whatever like i could write a song about whatever right now and just by craft i could technically do it but it probably wouldn't be it might be fine but it wouldn't probably be that great because there's that there's that other part but the craft is sort of there to me to just capture things like accurately you know like the higher your craft is when that moment of inspiration comes like you're going to capture it more effectively than if but 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 then the danger is people use their craft for evil things, like writing Luke Bryan songs and oh, stuff like that. I was going to ask you for an example. It took you about a half oh, a I second can, yeah, to do that. Yeah, like, yeah anything there are like many. That. Anything like modern pop country. Yeah, that or just because because those are purely craft songs. Those are not songs that like came from some life experience. Like the need to make them other than money, and that's never really a good reason to make anything. No, like you could take any one of those songs and like the like really tasteful like tambourine accent. Yeah. On like the fours, like just make that like a cash register, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I think they should do that <laughs> and be a little more upfront about what it is great. they're really doing. What are you uh, working on currently? Is there an album? Um, 
I, I wouldn't say it's an album per se, just writing tunes, just writing. I, I'm just working on um, uh, words, get, trying to make my words a lot more intentional and have a lot more, get some more mileage out of less words. Or, But also because I'm just kind of like do, and doing a lot of growing, like I've been writing some wordier things, I think. Not even, just because I'm practicing, that's what I'm working on, is trying to bring some more uh, power to what I want to say through sort of like a lot of literary devices and, 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 and just trying to, trying to read and, and more and, and bring some, some elements of, of intention to what I'm doing. You know, it's just the same reason that you there could be a million songs that are about I love you or you broke my heart and it's like some of them are so much more effective than other ones mainly because of the way that just I mean mainly because of the person a lot of time like you know like John Prine's the only one that can write like John Prine but yeah or whatever but but um just really thinking about like but that's an example too just that how like you could say so few words but they will um, have a lot of impact. Or the other, it's just it's just how you're saying things matters. You know, like how specifically what every word making every word count. Right, it's saying like, more by saying less. Not or just leaning not, it out. It's a little just bit. it's just a whatever it is. You know, whether it's like a million words or ten words, it's I'm just trying to figure out how to communicate better. <laughs> you know, you that's go. all it is. There you go. John Prine sings one of my wife's favorite songs. That. In spite of ourselves, it's a famous song. Yeah, 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 famous song. That's like it pops up on Pandora playlist. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You like you like Mumford and Sons. You like John Prine. In spite of ourselves, (laughs) everybody. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's related to everything because it's just yeah one of those tunes. What's the um, now favorite is is difficult. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna ask you like what your favorite song that you've written is. I'm gonna ask you like what's a song that you've written that you love a lot right now. Um. Right now, I like. Hmm. There's a tune that I wrote last year that I really that I'm pretty happy with. Got called "Next to Nothing." I'm pretty happy with that one, but it kind of changes from week to week. Like usually, like the most recent thing that I've written is my favorite thing, and then, and then, well, I, and then uh, yeah, I, yeah. Then that. I hate it a week later. Um, but right. I do think that each new thing that I do is better than the last thing. But I, I would, I would, right now, I, I like that. I feel pretty good about that song. A song called "Next to Nothing." Next to nothing. You can find it nowhere so far. But oh, just your head and live performance. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so far, it's nothing. I, I have so okay. I'm sitting on a pile of uh, a lot of tunes right now. But I'm planning on uh, this year is like a lot of. I just have. I finally have a new band again. I've got a band for the first time in two years, like with a consistent lineup of guys and. Yeah, are they still the authorities? Or are you going? Yeah, to... we're still using that name. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so this year is kind of just figuring out, like doing a lot of playing and trying to gig with them, and um, hopefully start um, if we can figure out, round up some money and find a van to start hitting Columbus and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Detroit and maybe Chicago or something like that over there. But um, um trying to figure out what that band is and and get it just becoming comfortable with each other and then and then 2018 i'm starting i'll think about a record we'll probably do some pre-production work and stuff like that this year but yeah i'm just trying to do it take my time and do it right this time 
you know, figure out how to allocate the money and the, and the, and the time and where I'm going to do it and who I'm going to work with. And, um, but I'm sitting on a big pile of tunes right now from like, some of them are like a year or two old at this point, but I'm, and it just keeps growing, but I think it'll be good to, um, and I don't even think, know if I'm looking at making like a full length record. Cause I don't know if it's what the point of that is almost in this day and age as an independent artist. Right. When you don't have like somebody backing you up, it's kind of like, maybe it's better to put out four or five songs at a time and be more, release them more consistently than it is to, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, I just don't know. I don't know what it's even going to look like cause I haven't really thought about the, a record yet. So maybe it will be a 10 or 12 song record or maybe it'll be, Maybe I'll put on EP and we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah, but. yeah. I think, yeah, I think that consistently putting out music is always a good formula. Yeah, you look at Josh Jesty. Yeah. Like, he cranks the stuff out. He cranks right. the songs out. And I think it's very fulfilling, you know? It's a... Uh, I never forget his name because I'm getting like a Bandcamp email all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean it, consistency is 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 important. I think in in this day and age, it's so it's important for like you're talking about the attention spans, like we were just talking about before. Like yeah. it, it, it's like you need to have uh, a pretty like people have to be reminded that you're there like all the time, and I. I don't know that I necessarily hate that. I like, uh, in general, I like social media, you know? It's like, I think some people get so carried away and like, oh, I hate this, but everybody's using it. And right. like, we all use it like for different reasons. It's, it is, it can become sort of an addiction, I think, for some people, like where they need to be validated on social media and they need to have find, they've got to be checking their stuff all the time. But it's, but I, but I, in general, like, I think it's a great thing, and especially for, for music. Like, I don't really know what I would use it for if I wasn't playing music. That's kind of a thing, you know. I've got my friends. I've got my people in my, in my real life that I, right. that I, you know, I'm around, and, and that's, you know, that's where I really get that sort of fulfillment. But for, for music, for music and staying in touch with people, like, you it's a really really direct and easy way to like stay in touch with people and other musicians and sort of a less confrontational way than like having to collect a bunch of phone numbers and it's i think that it um especially facebook is is like the most useful tool that we have just in terms of a personal network you know i'm not i don't know about like what it can do for like really marketing or like a a career but but for, kind of, there's too much noise for it to yeah, be like it's a marketing not, it's, thing. But but, like, but for a personal network, like it's like it's like the most amazing address book you've ever had. Like it's a, in that way, I think it's amazing. And I don't, I, I, people, I think people complain about it, but it's like, man, it's really comes down to your own self control of as how much like right. you're gonna well, complain about it. I mean, you can't escape it. You can't escape it. It's just, it's like any you could. Cool, I know you plenty of people that don't have Facebook or social media and it doesn't really people just get so tied up in it is the thing and it's like you you could just be a regular person still that's not like you need you don't need those things you don't need i know plenty of musicians who have careers that don't have any social media you know it's like maybe they were in there before it was a thing and they've got why they are able to do it but um it's just a but it's a useful tool it's like anything else it's just a tool it's all user dependent i mean you could build a house with a hammer you could smash your own head in with a hammer yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just what, it's, <laughs> that's exactly the
analogy that I'm talking about here. Is that what's the best sub fifty dollar musical purchase you've made? Um, I mean, does that include records? Because that makes no, no. As a oh, as like, a musician, yeah, under fifty bucks. Um, <laughs> probably uh, capos. It's like the are, ultimate cheat book from when you used to. You I know. don't think it's a cheat book at all. I don't buy that. I think people that say that are. I'm not saying it as a criticism at all. It's like it's no, great. It opens up. Well, it opens. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's just part. All you're doing is moving the nut around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like. So you think that if. You, I mean, I don't understand. Some people think. I'm just like. Some people don't understand anything about playing guitar, which is most guitar players, and they can all come here and fight <laughs> me because fuck everybody. But. Um, uh, Ray's settling in. I'm liking all you're doing. All you're doing is moving the nut around on a guitar, and it's like, if you're gonna call a capo a cheat mechanism, then you have to call the nut a cheat mechanism. It's just another way to. It's part of the sound of the instrument is open strings. All right, so I'm not sure if Ray wants to fight me because I'm the one that called it a cheat mechanism. No, it's not. It's not. No, no, no. I don't want to fight you. I'm just. And as people say that, just as like a stock thing, but I'm just like, man, I use a capo for so many things that make things more interesting i mean oh, yeah. it's, or just make things sound better in a certain key like there's things you can do with a capo that you can't do without one especially like a really high capo like around like, like the seventh eighth ninth fret it's just yeah, like yeah. the guitar like, turns into it, it turns something into totally another, different totally different like yeah, yeah like uh, yeah it's like the I'm, difference between like piano and harpsichord it's like what am i hearing i'm surprised at how how emotionally i reacted to the to that was, was like, <laughs> but yeah you get well, I just hear. I just. I'm just thinking of shot. all. I'm just thinking of all the the. Man, I just hear people say so much bullshit all the time. It's like shut it off. You what know. you don't know, people, is that Ray was deeply offended by a poster I have on my wall. It says capos are for bitches. Like he walked in, he's like, "Oh, do you have is, that? No, I don't have that. Oh. I have capos everywhere. <laughs> by capos everywhere. That yeah. was that was hyperbole. I but under fifty bucks, I would say a capo is the most valuable. Thing because I get yeah. inspired by like throwing a capo on fourth fret and the guitar changes into a different instrument, oh, the whole yeah. tonally and everything. I love capos because I could sing all my favorite people's songs, then you know what I mean? Just yeah, move shit around, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, so that would be my under $50 first yeah. thing that pops in my head. All right, you know, that's a good one, that's a good one, th- yeah. I think because uh, I was expecting you to say like tuner because that's great, you know, but well, I think my tuner was like about 60 bucks. Yeah, so. but you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the TC one? Is that that's like the, the polytune? Yeah, I love it, man. It's yeah. great, and I didn't think that I would use the uh, I do use the polytune, like I'll, I'll get it in tune and then I actually just hit all the strings because like it's closer to how I would hit it, right. When I strum a chord, but it's so, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the coolest tuner that's, that's around. It's like the new standard. Like it is the boss thing is the, is like the classic one, but I really think that those polytunes are like, that's the new standard. Like everybody should have that tuner. It's just cool. Yeah. It's, it, I really want to try it, but it's like my boss that I've had for oh, 14 see, years. Well, it's like, bo- it's a, dude, if it, it still works. If I could explain to you the amount of research I did between the boss, boss versus polytune when I was going to buy a tuner. Cause uh-huh. I was only, I think I only bought it like last year. I don't even think I've had a tuner, for, a pedal tuner is the first pedal tuner I ever bought so like this big i this big deal but i was like man like the boss is like the classic like workhorse tuner but this polytune because i've seen those around and then like i ended up 
I ended up going for the the Polytune one, but the bo- I think you need to have both really. I think I'm gonna buy a Boss one just to have it. That'd be like, cool just to have them in line. You just need to have you just need to have those things. Like that's and, like, yeah, because you know what? Like you bring two guitars to yeah. every gig, and this is another thing I'm gonna steal. There's a guy I like a lot, Jocko Willink. He's like he's not musical at all, mm-hmm. but he is like his shit is squared away. Yeah. And he's like, if you have two, you have one. If you have one, you have none. And think about that in the arena of live performance. Like, yeah. you have one until it breaks, and then you have nothing. Yeah. That's taking it to the extreme, like daisy chaining two different tuners. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... There's always there's always the kids that are like looking over and like seeing what you have in your pedal board and that would be wild to have Man, like, I, liked, I have two different tunes. I hate those kids. <laughs> Fuck all you kids. <laughs> all you kids that are looking at pedal boards. Fuck you. Wow. Care to expand on that or No, there's okay. no need to expand on it. <laughs> if you're looking over at my pedal board when I'm playing, it's to listen to the song and fuck you, you fucking moron. Oh, this is, okay. Okay. What if it okay. What? Huh? I, I'm gonna agree with about seventy five percent of that. What if it's I'm not like, saying that you can't look at somebody's pedal board, but I'm saying that like if you get I see people that get way up in arms go, Whoa, like okay, this is just like it's like going to the grocery store and getting excited about milk. Yeah, they're probably just trying to like have something <laughs> to talk to you about. Yeah, it's like you don't. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna talk you down off the edge here. I right? just I don't really get it. I don't really get excited about gear. Like I don't really. It's pretty rare unless somebody's playing like a like an old plexi or something. And I'm long and I'm like then I'm like okay. I get excited about gear when I hear something. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people like get excited. Uh, there's a whole cult. What I'm saying is like there's a non-musical culture of people that are like into guitar pedals right now. Oh yeah, guitar you know? player like guitar players are yeah. like the worst for guitar playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this whole culture of people that are into that stuff that I'm just like, man. You, I see people that have these huge pedal boards, and have no concept of tone or concept of what they're even doing with those pedals, and it's like just like they get it they're so excited about this gear and like the aesthetics of some of these new like beautiful looking uh boutique pedals they don't even listen to what they're doing they just click shit on right gear is nothing it's nothing without a player it's nothing it's it's nothing (laughs) it's zero yeah nothing let me go back to so what was i just talking about and i said something I want to clarify guitar like guitar players are the worst thing about guitar yeah and then like those those people that you see like i watched uh a video once guitar world shared it and i should have yeah. known not to read the comments on something like guitar <laughs> world i get into that so much i started I like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was like uh mike mccready of pearl jam who i've heard do like um, an who's amazing yes amazing uh, one of the biggest badasses yeah yes i've heard him an amazing, like, dab-your-eyes-off version of Little Wing. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. And then his own stuff is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, like, rips into Eruption during a set. So it's like, that's kind of <laughs> funny. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, okay, it's a joke, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, something, and I remember, like, Eddie Vedder did some talking. Like, there was a yeah. reason yeah. that he did it. <laughs> and the comments were like, yeah, I think my 17-year-old neighbor down the street can do a better day. And it's, like, that note-for-note garbage like yeah I can't, oh god i hate guitar players Mo- most of the time i hate guitar if, players if anybody out there that if i ever hear somebody say something like i want to like i'm just thinking of common guitar player comments like people if anybody ever says jimmy page is sloppy 
it, I want <laughs> I want them. To, I just want to will them to death because stuff like that is just people that are not paying attention to the important things about the music. You know? Right. It's right. not about, yeah. you know, sometimes somebody's idea is so much greater than, like, the fact that they executed some note-perfect thing. Right. Well, that's the thing about music is that in the rest of the world, ideas are great. Yeah. You, you could read all the books in the world. You can have all the ideas in the world. Mm-hmm. If you can't execute them, you have nothing tangible yeah. to show. But in music, mm-hmm. it's different. Um, you could have an idea, and you could bring it forth. And if your execution resonates with a person, yeah, bam. That's uh, yeah. Music is very different. It is very, but it's not. I don't think it is because when I think about like whether I think, I mean, when you think about painting or something like that's a pretty like intangible thing. But then also, if you think about something like being a mechanic, like you think or something like you think about like lots of the hillbilly ways to rig something together like it it could be just as effective but it's just there's an aspect of creativity and um not everything is set in you know in anything i I actually relate music to just about everything else so i don't i don't really think it's that much different if you really start to think about things like convention is is something that um is usually proven but there are always other ways around I like how much you disagree with me. This is <laughs> I didn't I don't know if it's disagreeing. No, 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 no. I mean that as a compliment. This is good. Like I'm <laughs> with every question I'm more and more impressed, Ray. Your <laughs> your, your insights. Uh, Let's just state for the record, Ray, your age one more time. 20, I'm 24. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So maybe you heard that scratching before. It turns out I gave Ray a bad mic cable. No big deal. We had to dump a little bit, and we pick up at a totally bizarre point where we've already drank a bunch of wine and shot a bunch of whiskey, and I'm whispering into the microphone like a crazy person talking about Bruce Springsteen and Ray Flanagan CDs in his dad's truck. I don't know what the hell happened, but here's the rest of the show. This is like the tagline in the movie trailer. And you're <laughs> you're going to laugh at me. You're going to go, oh, my God. The Cheese Factory. It's like the only two CDs mm-hmm. in the- my dad's truck. Or whatever I just released. Yeah. In darkness on the edge of town. <laughs> Fuck. It's not fair. It's not fair. So from that, yeah, it's not, yeah. That, no, that's really good. That's good. That's good. I'd see that movie. I'd be like, what, what, what's going on here? What, this must be some sort of success story. That's good. That's good. All right. We're going to move on. That was a... Ray, Ray, welcome to the podcast, Ray. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks Give for having six me. Six fucking is... questions. Six questions, and Ray finally started talking to me. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it takes me a minute. That's good. All right. I have one more question for you. All right. And then we're going to hear some music. How are we doing on time? We good? I'm fine. I don't, okay. I don't play till six, so. Okay. I got to be there at five, five thirty. We're good. Yeah. We're good. All right. This is, this is ridiculous this is ridiculous so we go back to it's 2027 you have two whatever in the bank what like money's not a thing yeah and there's these 
Ray Flanagan cover bands popping up everywhere. <laughs> Every you can't go. You stop going out. Yeah, because there's a Ray Flanagan cover band. <laughs> I would definitely not go out. Pick a name for, for the your Ray favorite Flanagan cover band. My favorite Ray Flanagan cover band. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you a couple. Oh, you've got you've got. I, I have some. All right, I like this. I have some. I like this. You need to pick one, <laughs> and then if you have anything else, yeah. All right. Some of these are, well, they're all terrible because all like most. No, have no, you no. ever heard a good cover band? Like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm yes. sorry. I meant a good cover band name. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, I've heard so well, many no, good no, no, cover I, bands. No, no, I like uh, the one that I like. Uh, there's a band here in Cleveland who is one of the most badass cover bands. They play like some like. They do like some obscure. They do. They don't play like a lot of hits, but they'll play like some awesome. Like they'll play the Who and and Black Sabbath. Like they do Hand of Doom by Black Sabbath, and what? they play Boris the Spider by the Who, and they do like uh, they'll do like any Zeppelin and like uh, like and, and then like they do uh, man, what's that? Uh, the the Manic Mechanic by ZZ Top. Like what was some weird <laughs> yeah. like it, it, no, but they'll do like it's they do some badass. It's they're like classic rock, but it's like. They play like badass tunes. Can and you recall their name? The band is called Kathleen Turner Overdrive. <laughs> they play at Smedley's at least That's like once great. a month. It's... That's great. Kathleen Turner Overdrive. That's good. All right. So here's here's the names that I came up with for uh-huh. the for the Ray Flanagan tribute band. The Ravy Train. All right. <laughs> Ray of Light, also specializing in Madonna. Great. The Ray Canters. <laughs> like that. Ray J and the Kim K's. Holy good God. That has nothing to do with me. Ray C D C. That's one. Ray Pocalypse now. Delana Del Rays. Teenage Raced Land. Holy shit. <laughs> and a uh band that specializes in Chanaka tributes, eight Razy Nights. Wow. I mean, out of those, I will pick Racy DC. I knew you because I love ACDC. I that. But um, what was, hold on, what was another one that you? I said? think you like the Ray Canters. Yeah, I w- well, I wouldn't pick that one because it sounds like a, it doesn't. It would be more of a Rock and Tours tribute band than it would be a Ray Flanagan tribute. Band. I guess so. I it guess would be so. my. It would be, to me. It would be my version of a Jack White tribute band. But I think Racy DC would be the most likely of that, of that scenario. Could <laughs> <laughs> <Could> you imagine? <laughs> All right. But I think if it was a tribute band to me, like to my own music, yeah, it would be called. It would be called Flan Again and Again. <laughs> See, I was trying to do the Flanagans <laughs> angle, and I was like, Flanagans wake, consider it a Flanagan, and again. And again <laughs> yeah, no, that would be it. That's with a, with, an, with an ellipse at the end of it, with a dot, dot, dot at the end of it. Right, for, Flanagan yeah, and again and again. Forever. And ever. Et cetera, yeah. Very good. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. E pluribus unum. <laughs> right. All right, Ray Flanagan. He's going to play some music. <laughs> All right. I sure will. <laughs> I think I sure will. You tell me to. <laughs> get home I want to see you may you fill me with your grace I'm not coming peaceful you'll have to put me in my place 
In the dream I am a hunter On some temporary plane Where my life ends just before I Take the last breath of my game Well I woke to a burning in the bottom of my haven't felt much longer than they do out on the road these white lines stretch out farther than I ever could have known in the van I lose my mind heart sick not homesick or tired it's just raining on devil's elbows some wild eerie eyes I'm wired And my patience keeps on closing in But all I've ever done in life is wait Guess in ten days time I'm gonna find just what I lost my head for We don't change the world Keep each other off the street And I'll cover you through fits of hail And anything else we need Yeah, anything else we need The rain follows my lead And falls before the clack of Buzzard calls the light where I have tried and failed Sure beats the one where I decided to try Not at all Not at all Not at all Lost and what I've yet to find.